This podcast is brought to you by the badasses over at Buffalo Bayou Brewing Company. Drown ideology in beer. I can think of only one thing that could lift my spirits right now. Beer. 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 This is Drink of Ages on ESPN 97.5. The only show dedicated to craft beer, spirits, and music. Here's your host and luminary, John Denman. John Denman. All right, everybody, welcome to another Drink of Ages radio show here on ESPN 97.5 FM. I am John Denman, your host. DJ Muskratch, the producer, hanging out tonight. And we are sitting here at Drink of Ages Pub having some delicious beers as we do each week. Uh, this episode is sponsored by Eighth Wonder Brewing. They're, they have a new beer out called Weisheimer, and it's a German Hefeweizen, traditional German beer, uh, 5.4% well-balanced brew. Definitely one you need to go out there and try. The Eighth Wonder Brewing Company, Weissheimer. Picks them up on draft through September. Um, need to get the beer part out of the way because this show isn't going to be much about beer. Although we are having some beers and we've been having a couple. We're changing it up a little bit this week and going to one of my, my second favorite choice in beverages. We're going to talk about whiskey. And... We're going to talk a lot about whiskey and sample apparently a whole lot of whiskey for all the different bottles that are on the table. But there's a badass event coming up that we're going to talk about, the Houston Whiskey Social. And we have Christopher Hart and Yuante Curry hanging out. Then also our buddy Travis Whitmire from Whitmire's Distillery is also hanging out on tonight's show. And so we've already kind of sampled a little bit of the Whitmire's, which if you've never tried it, it's... We've already discussed it. It's been established. The best whiskey that's being made anywhere around here. And especially this one that Travis can tell us a little more about, the single barrel. But, uh, yeah, man, it's uh, want to welcome everybody to Drink of Ages show, Drink of Ages Pub. Yeah, thanks for having us. Glad to be here. Appreciate it, John. Man, so the Houston Whiskey Social. That's going to be a pretty fun little event. We hope so. I mean, <laughs> that's the idea. It'll be Friday, May 19th, so about, what, two, two, three weeks from now? Yeah, three weeks from now. Yeah, and, uh, and uh, yeah, so it'll be awesome. Friday night, so it's not a school night, right? We should, we're looking at 200-plus whiskeys, and we actually did a, a cool thing this year that's never been done in Texas history, and we actually acquired a bunch of bottles from pre-World War II. So we've got bottles going back every decade all the way back to the Second World War. Oh, wow. And so people can actually, the, the VIPs will get a chance, VIP ticket holders get a chance to actually taste stuff from literally a real piece of history. And you can't get that here because of our laws. So there is no bar or restaurant in, in Texas that you can visit and taste something like this. This will be the only location. It'll be one night this year, Friday, May 19th. Not only that, we're offering our own single barrel that's been picked by people from Houston. And that's never been done before at a festival either our own barrel pick of Knob Creek. And with all of these different whiskeys we're offering, we're offering a code for Uber so those who have a little bit too much can have a safe ride home. Uber Uber is one of the, the greatest things that's happened in technology probably you know since the smartphone because it, it is, it's made life a whole lot easier. Oh, yeah. I mean, just, just going from a, a stinky old cab to someone's decent car that's, that's got some, some minimum standards there, it's been great. 
Are there are there still some VIP tickets left? It looked like they were getting kind of scarce. Yeah, we're running low on them. In fact, most of our ticket holders now are VIPs. Everyone kind of jumped that on jumped on that immediately. But if you go to HoustonWhiskeySocial.com, that's HoustonWhiskeySocial.com. That's whiskey with the e. You will see. Uh, you can get tickets, information on the event, uh, a mention of all of our sponsors, the 200 plus whiskeys. Uh, there'll be, I think we've got 60 brands, and each brand's bringing a good handful of, of expressions. So there'll be uh, plenty for you to try. That's that's as of right now, we're offering the largest offering at a whiskey event here in Texas, anywhere. So I, I'm pretty excited about it. It's about the fun. I mean, just sitting like right here, sitting around the table with you, having a drink, drinking whiskey, whether it's a drink whiskey or a beer. And just, you know, tasting something new and, and finding something you like without having to fork out the cash for it. And I'm also digging this little Balcones glass that you brought. Yeah, Balcones is one of our sponsors. They're, they will be there. I'm a huge fan of the brand. And uh, the local guy, Eric, is, is a phenomenal individual. And they'll be bringing out uh, the full Balcones lineup. And I think they've got, what, five, six expressions. So just from that one table, you've got six different offerings to try. So, whiskey, here's a quick question, though. How come with an E, without an E, does it really matter? Well, it, some would argue it matters, but th- that I would argue that that is a bygone era of snootiness, right? So we've always, we've got a snooty uh, history here, right? Same thing with wine or anything else. But uh, essentially, whiskey from Scotland is without the E. Whiskey from Ireland and from the U.S. is with the E. It's it, it's it's all within the same category of, of malted grain and tasting delicious. <laughs> uh, a couple of weeks ago, I guess now, <clears throat> I can't keep track of time, but it's uh, sometime in March. <laughs> it was on a I was on the Flog and Molly cruise and uh, decided that I had enough beer and turned to Jameson for the entire day. I'm a big fan. Yeah, Jameson was really really tasty and. But it was also kind of the worst Monday that I've had in a long time, too. Yeah. But I, you know, I've told people I think that I think I think what that is is not the whiskey itself, but it's dehydration. You got to drink a lot That's of how water. How you drink it? Yeah, you got to drink a lot of water before you pass out. Otherwise, you'll wake up and that Monday. There's a reason why they call them Mondays. Yeah, that one was pretty bad. Uh, that the, talking about Uber, the Uber ride from the airport back to my buddy's house. Uh, I didn't think I was going to make it. It was Uber one of those where DUI. That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah, and and they deliver food. I mean, uh, back to Uber. Yeah, it's pretty fantastic. Uh, we here at the pub just that we can go and order the barbecue place on the street. There'll be an hour long wait. You know, people waiting in line for it. But on Uber, I'll get it and they'll deliver it within like thirty five minutes. Oh wait, so you're saying that they I Uber they delivers food? I did not say that. Backdoor access, man. Do you, yep. well, how does that work? Do you tell them in advance, or is there like an app? There's an app. Uber Eats. I had no idea this existed. Yeah, it works well go. here at the pub because we do have our you know delicious free hot dogs, but we don't. That's really the only food that we offer. So we always tell people, man, no, just show up, drink some beer when you're hungry. Uber Eats from about forty different restaurants in the area. Wow, that's impressive. Yeah, we have a place. I don't know. You're familiar with Rudyard's right down the street here? Fan, love, it. Yeah. love that place. Uh, connected to Rudyard's is Al's Quick Stop, and the best euro you'll ever eat. Ever, no matter, I don't care what part of the world you are, absolutely delicious. And Uber Eats, yeah, I've probably ordered from them about 60 times. <laughs> it's just, 
I, I guess I, me being married, my wife just no. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't mean to take it there immediately, but I just it, I've never I didn't know that existed. If I had known that, so many of our nights down south at uh, the Man Cave Cigar Lounge would have been so much better. So much better. Yeah. yeah. But you know, I mean, that's where we're talking about food. We might as well talk about Pizza Lovina a little bit because they came out with some amazing pizzas tonight. Uh, a couple deep dish pizzas, a Hawaiian, and ribs. Yeah. They're making ribs over there. Ribs are on point. Yeah. So yeah, deep dish pizza. I don't, he didn't know that we were going to be drinking a lot of whiskey tonight, but I'm glad he brought the deep dish because I think we're gonna yeah. we're gonna need that extra bread yeah, layer to to make us through all four of these segments tonight. Especially with Travis's, he brought a, a cast strength uh, single barrel. You can only pick up at the distillery, and it's just uh, we we actually had a hand in picking it, and it was just uh, it's incredible. I, I, hands down, the best Texas whiskey made here. I just I can't get over it. It's fantastic. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, Chris. not to not to blow smoke up your butt. <laughs> yeah, it's a big head coming on. Uh, there's so many jokes that go along with that one, but <laughs> they keep telling me that we got to keep it toned down. That, yeah, you know, yeah. ESPN's owned by Disney. <laughs> so Are they really? It's like, uh, Disney, huh? All my jokes that I have. I got a great Mickey Mouse joke, but I think I'll wait until <laughs> we're off the air. <laughs> so what, what makes this one, Castorine Cass, Travis, uh, what, what's so special about this whiskey? Oh, well, so what's special, I mean, it's, it's, it's my daily drinker. You know, it, I, I'll hold back barrels that, uh, that I know I want to keep kind of for myself, but I know I can't drink a whole barrel. <laughs> yeah. At least that I want to admit to. Right, right. <laughs> so well, what makes this cast strength is the fact that it's not cut at all. Uh, typically what whiskey does, and for years, they would cut it down to 40%, add water to it. And uh, I, I, he was already doing this, but I applaud it, and it's something I recommend to every distillery. We're moving, most collectors are moving towards a higher, more cast strength offering. And that's exactly what he's offering. It's straight from the barrel, no added water. I mean, it is. And every once in right. a while, you'll find some nice, beautiful oak barrel char. barrel char floating around in it, which is just, I could not be more happy at, like, such a pure product, straight from right. the barrel. Right, yeah. So it's exactly that. Straight from the barrel. It's uncut, unfiltered. It's like you were, we, got, we have a running joke at the distillery. You know, you, you've heard of keg stands with beer, right? Well, we have barrel stands. So we'll actually... Carefully tread here. <laughs> ah, screw it. So we'll actually put a barrel up on the fork forklift, yeah. and, uh, and and we'll, we'll we'll pop the bong and, and dare somebody to do a barrel stand, and uh, we'll roll the barrel forward and see who can take it. And so it's it's, uh, uh, it's it really is just an incredible thing. It's uh, what is that 54 percent? So it'll put a little hair in your chest. Um, I, I, I Wid Myers, although they will be at our event this year. I have no financial stake. It's just a great product. And there's a great, do you mind if I mention the Bourbon Society group? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so there's a great whiskey group here in Houston called the Houston Bourbon Society. And Widmeyer's is a big part of it. Just ask anyone in that group. It's one of the best offerings you can find. And the thing is, is you can't get it anywhere. You have to go to the distillery. And it's and it's here in Houston, so it's not that long, long of a drive. It's all right, well, let's take a quick break and sample some less. There's so many bottles up here. We'll figure out which Bottom one we're going to do next. And then we'll talk more about the distillery. All right, drink of ages. Be right back.
Crest City IPA has made its return just in time for the Astros' kick-ass season. Buffalo Bayou Brewing amped up for the citrus characteristics with a bouquet of hops. This IPA is super bright and smoothed it out with a subtle malt body. Also lowered the ABV to 7%, which, you know, I kind of like that. You know, it's a, take it down a little notch to 7% to make it, you know, you guess it, man. A crushable IPA. Crush City IPA by Buffalo Bayou Brewing Company. I hope you were able to make it to get some of the Houston Haze from Spindle Tap. It was delicious. Spindle Tap is making some badass beers. If you have not visited the tap room, the air-conditioned tap room, you are missing out. It's only 10 minutes north of downtown. Stop in for some brewery-only releases or grab a pint or three. The main lineup, like Hop Gusher, and they also just redid Tool Pusher slightly so you get even more hops on the, on the back end. Absolutely delicious beers. I love them. SpindleTapBrewery.com. Drinking Bages, we are back on, and we're hanging out with fellas from the Houston Whiskey Social. We have Christopher and Yvonne, and we also have Travis from Whitmire's Distilling Company on hey, hey. the north northwestern side of town, you know, Beltway 249 area. We're unincorporated. Unincorporated, which is probably, probably the best place to be if you want to start a business like yours. Yeah, I don't need that extra, extra layer of government. 
Yeah, yeah. more plenty, more plenty of bureaucrats to go your, around. I'll share more hands in your pocket. <laughs> but uh, so yeah, I mean, you guys, you guys are yeah almost five years into it. At this no, point. we are five years into it. We turned five last month. Well, congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Was there an anniversary party? It's it's on the way. Okay, it's good. on the way. I, I didn't want to have there to. There are a number of these actually. I didn't want to miss all five of them. We're still small, so we have to we have to be able to accommodate everyone. So there are a number of them to so be on the lookout. Well, I think barrel stands will gather all the audience you need. Yeah, we got to be we got to be limited with our barrel stands. Well, and also you know it's one of those like, what do you really want to look at if you are a distillery? Do you want to look at people standing around, or do you want to look at wonderful whiskey aging in barrels? I want to drink the uh, the wonderful, wonderful whiskey. whiskey. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And barrel stands, barrel stands, yeah. <laughs> barrel stands. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll tell you though before we talk about our stuff. Um, you know, five years, you know, in in the city doing this thing, and uh, there's there's been a lot of a lot of these festivals and events come around, and and I got I got to say that you know I'm pretty I'm pretty hip to all of them, uh, but but this one in particular, the Houston Whiskey Social. You know, these guys, Chris and Yvonne, they really know their stuff. Um, 200 whiskeys ought to say it for you. So, like, you know, if, you, if you're around May 19th, uh, you know, this is the one to be, to be at. Uh, it's a place to be. If, if you're into whiskey or if you're just wanting to try to get into whiskey or you like whiskey and you want to learn more about whiskey, I mean, it's really the place to be. Lots of, lots of variety, um, tons, tons of Various people from all tiers of the industry will be there. Just get to have, included. just sit around and talk whiskey. I mean, kind of like, yeah, the way the show halfway is going. I mean, we we have one, two, three, four, more five, bottles than people. Six, seven, yeah, it's eight, crazy. Nine. Yeah, <laughs> more <laughs> bottles than people <laughs> here in front of us. Uh, so I, I can't. I'm lo- I'm really looking forward to the event because uh, the thing about whiskey is that none of them really taste exactly the same. No, absolutely, yeah. Especially regionally. I mean, you've got stuff from all over the world. I mean, we will have Japan whiskeys there. We'll have Scotland whiskeys, Irish whiskeys, uh, even some from our, our super kind and apologetic northern neighbors, Canada. So, it's. I mean, we've got a little bit of everything. Well, there, there's been a huge... Just, I didn't know Japan was making so many whiskeys, but now, I mean, there, there's some of the highest-rated... Yeah, and expensive, absolutely yeah. expensive yeah. whiskeys. Yeah, the story there is pretty interesting. So uh, the way I understand it, and I'm sure there might be more to it, but it started, Japanese whiskey started with a, a, the, really the, 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 the phenomenon that it is now, phenomenon that it is now, started with a couple of brothers who went to Scotland and kind of trained there. They were a big fan of the product, and, and they loved it so much that they brought it back and tried to mi- not, not mimic in a, in, a, in a copycat sort of way, but uh, to recreate something as reputable and as respectable as Scot- Scottish whiskey, so it's uh, it's I mean fascinating. Scot- I, uh, Japanese whiskey is incredible, and it's super rare. There's a lot of stuff that's real hard to find. I mean, you've gotten into it recently, haven't you? I, I, I do. I haven't had a bad Japanese whiskey, and it's interesting to watch the evolution. I mean, let me walk walk back the cat a little bit. I mean, uh, Suntory is now Beam Suntory, so they bought out. Jim Beam, they bought out Maker's Mark. Those companies are now Japanese-owned, and that's a direct reflection on the uh, success of these Japanese distilleries. So it's it's really really interesting to watch. Now, man, there must be rye in some of this because it starts. I don't know. I guess I think I have an, an allergy to rye. 
to rye. To rye. Yeah, I hope not. Great. Yeah. Like rye beers, I know. Uh, for <laughs> someone that loves this stuff as much as I do, but um, no, it's pretty interesting that when you look like the beer industry, you know, you have ABM Bev just bought Wicked Weed. Uh, yeah, that's another one that yeah. was just bought News out. News the day. Uh, fantastic brewery bought out by the big guys like that. I mean, is that something you see a lot in whiskey? Yes. Buying out for sure. Yeah, I mean, Maker's Mark is an, an old family name, and they've been around for a long time. The Samuels family, it's it's generational. And that was bought up by, I think, Beam first. And then when they bought, when Centauri bought Beam, they kind of acquired Makers. Um, the way I hear it, they tried to acquire Makers first, and then Makers said, no, we want to keep it in the family. Beam is a very family-oriented company, so they sold it to them, thought everything was going to be fine. And then it... Uh, it then Centauri bought out then Beam. Then Centauri bought out Beam. So, you know, it's that almighty dollar. I mean, the, the simple truth is you have something. How big is craft beer right now? It's insane. Yes, it is. I yeah. mean, how many distilleries are in Houston alone? Fifty. Now? I mean, it's a, it's absurd. Distilleries or breweries? I'm sorry, breweries. Yeah, breweries. We're, yeah we've yeah, got to be 50 plus, yeah, getting, I think, in the greater Houston area. Houston's a large place. I mean, just traveling from one side to your side is a good hour and a half drive. But in every small section of Houston is a brewery. Yeah. I mean, Humble or Humble, uh, Dickinson, you know, League City. I mean, there's Katie. Katie. There's, I mean, it's everywhere. So um, it's the simple truth is that there is a fantastic not just uh tasting product but there's a culture here the beer culture here in houston is phenomenal it's the same thing with whiskey people there's there's an, a, an attraction to the whole thing that's just uh it's really cool to see the growth yeah. the growth in the in the whole culture aspect of things well the whiskey side has not you know like beer absolutely blew up craft beer blew up Whiskey, I, I was really expecting that to also. And I, it's if still you, in its infancy The first time compared. Travis came on the show like four years ago, that yeah, by now I was expecting there to be a lot of distilleries. Not like breweries, but you know, there would be definitely more. But I mean, we well, have I, I, think, I think what's happened, there, there are a number of things that, that have occurred or are kind of occurring already that most people weren't aware of. You know, when you, when you think beer... You know, it's legal to brew 200 gallons worth of beer per adult per household on an annual basis. Without a permit. Without a permit. You can just do this. Same thing you with wine. You can't moonshine here. But you're not allowed to distill a drop at home. And so when you have these homebrew clubs and these get-togethers and these contests and these bottle shares that are all legit and legal and perfectly fine with beer and wine, uh, you're not supposed to be doing that with with liquor, and that's not to say that there's nobody out there doing their own liquor. I never sold any yeast just, when I had if a you get loud shop about it or anything that they were going to make any type of spirit out of. That never ever happened. Legally um, speaking. Legally speaking. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's it's it, it, when you compare whiskey to beer, whiskey's still in its infancy stage. But I can tell you personally what we've seen over the past year. Uh, the group that has developed, there's, you know, there's a ton of beer groups here in Houston that are great, but the whiskey group has exploded, uh, and, and I only see it continually growing as we continue yeah. to just yeah. have this this fun hobby. And we hope to expand it here in Houston. Houston is the fourth largest city. And we want to see the love that a city like San Francisco or Chicago or New York gets, and we want to bring that here to Houston. If we can show the love that those cities have to big companies, then maybe we'll get more festivals here or more of a gathering here than, than we have so far. So far we've had four festivals, but we're never seeing that thousand plus people 
festival. And we want to slowly work up to that point. And I think offering 200-plus whiskeys and some stuff from the world, you know, from World War II, I think will get us there. It's, it's a neat story. It's a fun thing. And being able to taste a literal piece of history, something that's been sitting in the bottle for 80 years, is just neat. It's it, I mean, it, it's really it, was, cool. it was put in that bottle when there were 48 states and we hadn't landed on the moon. It was put in that bottle before. When, we didn't say contiguous because it was only the 48. I mean, it was literally just those states. So it's just a neat idea. I mean, the stuff that's happened since then has just been incredible. So it's neat to taste something from that time period. If that whiskey could talk. Yes. It and would, it will when we open it on Friday <laughs> yes. night. It would probably mumble some really something funny. <laughs> All right, let's. Uh, I just poured me some Balconia's Rumble, some more cask strength. So it's probably time to take another break, and when we get back. We'll talk more whiskey. Three pages. Stay tuned. Duo Cider Company in Dickinson, Texas, is making some delicious ciders. The Rodeo Star Cider, which is a medium dry traditional hard apple cider with a crisp refreshing finish the rodeo star cherry which is my favorite it blends apples and cherries for a distinct fruit character that you need to try check them out on facebook or go visit their tap room down in dickinson texas go to pizzaalvino.com then once you're there click on the receive newsletter and leave your email address your name will be selected in a drawing for two vip brewery tour passes for saint arnold to be drawn later this month Tour includes a flight of four pints of their newest beers and a VIP personally guided tour behind the scenes at the brewery. This is brought to you by St. Arnold, Silver Eagle, and Pizzo Vino. Also, Pizzo Vino, they deliver your favorite St. Arnold beers along with other Bayou City beers to go with your pizza and strambolis. And speaking of strambolis, man, they have a Philly cheesesteak, a chicken Philly cheesesteak, and a spinach onion cheesesteak stromboli. Absolutely delicious.
From another quick break, and man, yeah, hanging out here at Drink of Ages Pub, talking with the Houston Whiskey Social, Christopher and Yawante, and then Travis Whitmer. Yeah, I'm still here. The infamous Travis Whitmer from Whitmer's Distilling Company. Um, remember Travis? The, the first time that you guys came on the show, because uh, I like to reflect when it gets to like later in the show. I yeah. started remembering some things. Yeah, that was what four or was, five years ago, huh? Yeah, f- about four years ago. Four we were at News ninety two. When we were over there. Yeah. And I remember when News 92 sold out. It really pissed me off because they, they played like for a week Beyonce. straight Beyonce. Nothing but like, Beyonce. dude, I can't get any news now. Well, I mean, uh, there's, there's a lot of things that I enjoy about doing the, the show from here. But it was so much fun doing it at News 92 because by the time we wrapped everything up, the office people were finally leaving. And we're just sitting in the uh, employee kitchen finishing up whatever beer, whiskey, whatever we had. That was a lot of fun. And then 97.9. They always did the live you know, mixing in the <laughs> afternoons. So they're sitting over there spinning, blasting it through the whole studio, and they're just playing music for us while we're just yeah, throwing back <laughs> beers in the office. Or when Travis was there, the first time we had Whitmire's on, throwing back a lot of whiskey. Because uh, it's like, all right, let's pour some samples. Thinking, you know, samples, that, as we're actually having tonight. But Travis poured samples. We, we've, and, we've refined, we've refined a little bit. A little bit, not a lot. A little. He's been eyeballing half ounce spores <laughs> for a while. Yeah. Well, you know, these are working, especially with this many balls to go through. But this uh, balcony is rumble. Oh, it's so good, man. Oh, that's that's, really that's nice. uh, so yeah, that's definitely a favorite of mine. Yeah, the, the, it's one of theirs. Do. It's 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 not actually whiskey. It's made from honey and figs. And, yeah, it's uh, turbinado sugar, sugar mission figs, and. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. it's one of their best offerings, man. It's it's definitely a punch in the face. It's 65, 64.9%, so 65%. Uh, I'm going to let you guys talk amongst yourself for a minute because <laughs> my, my eyes are watering. <laughs> yeah, it'll, it'll, it, it'll numb the mouth for sure. No, that, that is that is really good. But, but I like, I want to make sure, you know, I want to taste it. Yeah, and like, we were talking about Jameson. Jameson's good, smooth and all that. You know, there's tequilas that are... Easier to drink than others, but I, I like that burn. I want to know that I'm, yeah, that I am drinking something, and this has it. Well, so the great thing about this is, it's it's that old story. What what do you get more money out of? Do you get more money out of buying a pre-made bottle of Kool-Aid, or do you get more money out of buying the powder? The powder because it's concentrate, and you can turn it. The simple truth with whiskey is: the higher the proof, the more flavor you're getting. It's straight from the barrel. Anything less than cast strength is, is cut with water. Yeah, so a li- water down. A, a, a it's little, fine if you want to add water to it. And 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 from the insider perspective, we're uh, from the distiller manufacturer side. We are literally taxed on alcohol molecules. 
So, you know, when, you, when you've been a distiller for, you know, 80, 100 years, you know, you get all these accountants and investors involved and, and they figure out, well, okay, 80 proof is the minimum. If it's an 80 proof whiskey, that's the absolute minimum in order to call it a whiskey or a bourbon. It's got to be at least 80 proof. And uh, so they water it down to that. And, and it doesn't have to be, though. It, but no, it doesn't have to be. No. And, and honestly, as you move forward and taste You can stuff, add your own water. Yes, correct. That's the point. Is you can, <laughs> that 65% Balcones, um, if you get home, like you said, it made your ice water, just add a little bit, a couple drops of water or as much as you need until you or get an ice good. cube on the rocks, yeah, you know, sure. whatever, however you like it, you know? I mean, it's, I'll be honest with you, a great little fun fact is a lot of these master distillers, when they're trying to taste stuff and find out what works, what blends work together, is they'll cut it down to 60 proof. Uh, and you, they'll, they, they themselves will taste it at 30%. Yeah. Just so that your mouth isn't numb to the whole thing. So it's, it's fascinating. And, and, you know. I, I, tend to, I tend to like my whiskeys in the 100, uh, 110 proof range. Yeah. Maybe, a, maybe, 50, maybe a little above, but, you know, before I start adding water or ice. But. Well, Travis, uh, you guys over at Widmeyer's, uh, I mean, yes, we have what we're drinking now, the castoring single barrel phenomenal so yeah we started doing these uh these okay let me back up because in september september 2013 uh us and a handful of other texas distilleries we were able to get a piece of legislation passed called the texas distillers act right and with this uh, we were able to sell uh, two bottles per person every 30 days as ass nine as that sounds that's the law but it's a it's a it's a big step from from what it was, yeah, no, it was it was a big boost, definitely for the industry. But it, I mean, it, uh, who's keeping track of two bottles per month? It's definitely not fair to the consumer because if I want to come and I want to say, hey, Travis is here and we want to buy some extra bottles for maybe Chris or some other friend, well, I can only leave with two. So yeah. that's a yeah. drawback, you know. It really you is. You made this trip and now you can't buy extra bottles for friends who've given you money. Because of that rule, it was it was better right. than what it was. It's it's better than what it was, and and you know the distributors. Yes, yeah, yeah. They, they you know they, they step in and they say no, we don't want you guys being liquor stores because it cuts us out. You know, so that was the uh, the the happy place that we found at that time. You know, so we took it, but well, with, with the yeah, kind of going along this line of talking laws and everything because you know i know more about the beer side of the laws and the distiller the distilling side totally different worlds totally different worlds and so what would be what, what's the next step like what are you guys trying to work towards well i think uh right now our 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 big thing is in increasing our capacity our production capacity um you know we're you know we've been kind of snailing it along but you know, we're still here. <laughs> we're still here, and, and and things keep getting better and better. Is there? You guys aren't even able to keep up demand right now. I mean, it's, right? Yeah, it's we're selling really everything well. we can make. We're selling everything that we can make. But the, uh, you don't. You guys don't have any restrictions though, as a distillery. Like as a brewery, if you brew more than ten thousand barrels, you have to have a different license. That's but. that's right. There there aren't multiple licenses for a distiller's permit or a distiller and rectifier's permit or a distilled spirits plant. Speaking about different different levels of government um however 
you know, we're still we're still taxed at that same thirteen dollars and fifty cents per proof gallon, which is one gallon at one hundred proof that we have to pay directly to Uncle Sam as soon as that stuff leaves the leaves the warehouse. Then the state of Texas takes an extra two dollars and forty cents excise on top of that. So we're at fifteen dollars and ninety cents per gallon that we produce. And then we don't get paid on it until down the road. So it's a huge, a huge upfront investment, and, and we're still family-owned and operated. You know, we don't have any outside investors. Um, Not and, yet. Uh, yeah, there's always a number, but you know, I want to be able to keep my arms around it. I've got, uh, you know, my brother has kids. I have kids. Well, you know, it's one of those that either, you know, in my mind, owning a business, like either, yeah, I'll take a nice little chunk of money and still kind of be responsible for day-to-day activities, or I like a much bigger number, and then I sit on the beach a lot more and uh, not have to worry about doing this I'm, anymore. Yeah, I'm all about the much bigger number. Yes. So, yeah. you know, there's always a number. <laughs> but but we're not there yet. I we're mean, not a distillery there in Costa Rica would be a whole lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, why not? A dollar goes far. Yeah, and I feel like you'd have a whole other slew of uh, issues that far south. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking Bratislava. Actually, a friend of mine's in Romania right now. You know, the Baltics? Yeah. 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 Things are very uncertain over there right now. No, 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 no. I, I <laughs> so real estate's cheap? <laughs> is that what's good? I think, uh, you know, they're, they're, I, don't, I don't know what their currency is, but the last I heard, which was like two days ago, is like their quarter is worth like, no, wait, our quarter is worth like five of their dollars. Hmm. So, I mean, that's pretty good. Dollar goes far. Yeah. You might yeah, not go very far, but yeah. your dollar could <laughs> go far. Man. All right. Well, let's uh, let's crack open another one of these bottles, man, while yeah. we're sitting here looking at them. So we've had the Whitmires. We went to the Balcones. Have you ever – are you a big rye? Oh, you said you're not a rye guy. No, I am. I love rye. Oh, yeah. Yeah, So I do. grab that bottle right there, that green bottle. Yeah. That's Michter's Barrel yeah, Strength Michter's. Rye. That is uh, another one of our featured brands at the event. And, and I, I, I don't – I consider myself unbiased, but I did kind of approach the brands that I like the most and was like, hey, you would be perfect. This is a barrel strength rye by them, and it is absolutely, when it comes to rye, phenomenal. Uh, I say if you're putting on a festival and you're putting your name and your dollars out there, then you should be a little selfish and give what you want there first. We're doing something else uh, this year that we can't legally advertise. Like, I have to surprise you guys when y'all show up. So uh, I wanted it. I wanted it to be brands that I know that would be well received. So there's a little thing that we have surprised in place for the VIPs that uh, that involve these specific brands, the featured brands. Is that so vanilla? It's yes. it's incredible. Yeah. Wow. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm sort of saying like people are watching me, but I'm actually the, the aromas of this. The first thing I, sm- that I could smell was vanilla. Completely different than your typical whiskey, your typical bourbon. Uh, it is rye incarnate. Yeah, that is really good. Yeah, and you can find it here. It was just released uh, what two months ago, three months ago, and you can typically find it around sixty bucks. It's pretty cheap. But the Michter's Barrel Strength Rye, and they actually just released a ten-year-old single barrel rye, which is also really good. But that is tasty. All right, let's take another break, and when we get back, let's touch back on those World War II and all the historical. Yeah, the whiskeys that you're going to have at the festival because that's that's pretty awesome. And it's right really now, cool. After the break. Definitely worth after the, the VIP. Break. After the break. All right. Yep. We'll come back. After the break. And uh, so, yeah, so Drink of Ages, we'll be right back. 
Whether a startup brewery or distillery or you've been around for years, the badass folks at Cash Branding has to be your go-to source for branded merchandise and apparel. Cash Branding does it all, from imprinted glassware, coasters, koozies, tin tackers, and bottle openers to dickies and red cap work shirts, t-shirts, and caps. Their apparel decorating options are top-notch, offering embroidery and the latest trends in screen printing, using water-based and discharge inks to achieve that super soft feel. Artwork services and samples are always free. Why go out of town or use multiple supplies for your branded merchandise? Keep it local like we do. Let the badasses at Cash Branding, the official merchandise sponsor of Drink of Ages, kick your branded merchandise and apparel up a notch. Give them a call at 855-376-7638 or check them out at CashBranding.com. Cyclers Brewing Company, sitting on the outskirts of the Sam Houston National Forest in Montgomery, where all you have to do is enjoy nature and make great beers. Cyclers' lineup includes their Domestique Wit, Breakaway English-style IPA, the Ride Hard Rye IPA, and my favorite of theirs, the 5511 Imperial Red Ale with a nice ABV of 7.9%. Then the Big Daddy, Palmaris, the Russian Imperial Stout, hefty 9% ABV, and rounding out their lineup is the Abbey Miel Trappist, an Abbey-style double. Give them a try if you have not had one in a while. Cyclers Brewing Company.
right, Drink of Ages, we are back on. Hope everybody's having a great night, being safe out there. We are here over at Drink of Ages Pub. If you're, if you're cruising in the area, man, stop by 1005 Wall Drive. Come have a beer with us. Come have a sample of some bourbon, whatever, man. We're just we're hanging out, enjoying some Rockets and some Astros. But tonight, tonight we talked a lot about whiskey because uh, Houston Whiskey Social is coming up. We have Christopher and Yawante hanging out. And then from Whitmire Distilling, Travis Whitmire. But you know, it's, it's, not only is it going to be a fun event with a bunch of amazing whiskeys and stuff you get to sample and talk about and meet the people making them and all, I mean, just a lot of things going on, but it's also for a really good cause. So we've partnered with Warriors for Freedom, and what they are is a charity that they're a nonprofit organization that help people who come back from the military with post-traumatic stress disorder, uh, combat stress reaction. They just try to get people back to a sense of normal because – when people come back from their situations in the military and normal has changed for them, who's to say what normal is? So what they do is they try to host events to bring veterans together and have that bond. And that's what everything is about with us. We want everybody to come together over drinks and whiskey and beer and have that camaraderie and have that bond. And that's what's so special to us, and that's why we partner with Warriors for Freedom. Well, <clears throat> Travis, him and his brother, you know, they're both veterans. And not only that, I mean, they, they came back and, yeah, I'm sure some of the stuff that they went through while they were in the military and things that just just ridiculous. But I'm glad you came back and decided to start a distillery. Yeah, why the hell not? No, I'll, I'll tell you, and, you know, a, a lot of these organizations, there's a lot of phony stuff out there, you know. So, so you know, I, I – I, ask anybody before they donate their money to to research where they're putting their money to look into it yeah you know because there there's a lot of phony stuff out there and 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 it this this isn't one of them uh it, it seems to me like a really good deal um really helps people and 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 that's true you know bringing people together you know over drinks i mean that's yeah, I mean, mean, when you think know. about veterans, I mean, cigars, whiskey. You, you just need I, an outlet, you know. You just need an outlet, and 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 you know, so much about this deal is is a great way to just kind of get out and meet some people and bring people together. Yeah, have some drinks I mean, they call and it a social lubricant, you know, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, there you go. It, there you go. Lube it up, dude. It's, it's just a, it's a it's a nice way to even. I could be sitting across from someone I just met and have a great, uh, genuine conversation about something that we both mutually enjoy. So it's it's something that's just I I couldn't be more supportive. Yeah, yeah. No, definitely a great cause, and uh, it's just going to be a really fun event. That's going to be Friday, May nineteenth, and where where is the location? So the event will be at the Houston Scottish Rite Center across from the Energy Stadium. So it's right there off West Belford. You can get all the info, the details, the times. It'll be uh, seven p.m. to nine thirty on a Friday. VIP gets in an hour earlier uh, at 6, and you can get all the information at HoustonWhiskeySocial.com or our Facebook page, Houston Whiskey Social. No, I actually enjoy that because I live in Pearland. <laughs> so, so I'm like, five right, minutes. Yeah, 288 right past the Forget Beltway. Uber, man. Just walk. I could, I could ride my bike over there. Yeah, so yeah. You can hack it for it. Yeah. Hacky sack all the way there. Hacky sack all the way there. Yeah, I think I saw somebody doing that on 288 the other day. Might so. see some things later tonight. Still coming down out there. Yeah, man, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a going out there tonight, Friday night. Like I said before, hope everybody's out there drinking something good. I think we need to uh, pick pick one more of these 
one of these whiskeys that we need to sample and talk about. So that uh, on the far end of the table is Balvini. Uh, you're going to scotch. Why not, man? We've been covering bourbon. Let's call nah, it scotch. Stick with the bourbon. Balvini, is that signature best 12? Yep. Yep. So nah. Balvini is a beautiful <laughs> scotch that is actually, I've got a funny story. Um, when my wife and I first started, uh, when we first got married, and I was just getting into to whiskey, I bought a bottle of the 15-year-old single cask. And it was our marriage bottle. So we only drink from it on our anniversary, one glass each. And then when it's empty, we'll buy some new special bottle to be it. But uh, it's, it's, it's awesome, man. It's just uh, it's a beautiful... I, I, I will say that the 14-year Caribbean rum cask, the, the Caribbean 15 cask year, is very popular. 15-year uh, yeah. sherry cask. Yep. Both, sherry, both very barrel, easy yeah. to drink. I'm a big fan of the 17 Double Oak. It's, uh, if you can afford anything above 15 years, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, they're, they're all good. Well. I have not had a bad thing from Balvini. Yeah. Well, this year, and I'm not a big Scotch fan. I, there was a small time in my life where I was working for a guy, a friend of mine, and he was a big Scotch drinker. So I really tried. We had, he gave me some really good Scotches. And I tried for about two weeks to really enjoy Scotch. And he just and couldn't get into it. After two weeks, I was like, give me some whiskey and a beer. Where, where were you in your beer uh, uh, adventure at that time? Uh, well, actually, at that point, it was more you know, imports because that's what was available right. at that time. I've noticed that there were some things that I wasn't a fan of. But I was early in my beer adventure or my whiskey adventure. And then I came back to it years later once I've developed a palate for it, like peated whiskey. Huge fan, man. Yeah, not getting there yet. Yeah. Not absolutely. getting there yet. It's nah. so good, man. It's fossilized yeah. sheep turds, dude. You know what I mean? Just, yeah. Well, let's, let's, uh, before we're done with the show, man, let's touch back on the, some of these old whiskeys that you're going to have. Because you said, yeah, we're talking whiskeys that are 60, 70 years old. Yeah, so it's we wanted we, we did a small 50-person uh, tasting last year of stuff from the – the 70s, the 80s, the 90s, and the early 2000s, stuff that's no longer available. And it went off really well. People loved it. So we decided we wanted to kind of go over the top, and let's push it back. How far back could we go? How did you guys find all these? So there's a few places overseas. Uh, alcohol laws are a lot different over in Europe. There's auction houses. I mean, they've got eBay that you can buy stuff off of. This was not from eBay. Uh, but places like what's the name of that auction? Sotheby's auction house. First rule well, about Fight Club. Yeah. <laughs> well, well-respected auction houses you can buy some stuff from, and uh, and then again, some of this actually came from my personal collection that I just wanted to kind of share with the people because it's so good. I mean, to be able to taste something so old that's not available anymore is kind of just it's just fun. And again, I want people to walk away saying I did this, I did that, I tried this, I tried that. So we actually. You know, uh, as a society, we've gone through different phases of uh, fads. In the early 2000s, we were big into vodka, right? Ciroc and the, the Smirnoff and the Tito's. But uh, in the 50s, gin was really popular. That's right. And in the 60s, cognac and in 60s and 70s, cognac and rums. Um, so we acquired different spirits going back every decade to World War II. And we actually acquired some whiskey that's 10 years old from 19. The early 1940s, so this stuff was distilled in the 30s, you know, way before World War II, right after World War One, you know. And uh, what we did is we partnered with Preamble Lounge and Craft House, which is a nice little cocktail lounge down south. And they're going to be putting together cocktails from each time period, using ingredients from that time period. 
So like the sidecar was a World War II cocktail invented during that time. Uh, it'd be fun to taste the sidecar using cognac from that time period or a rye whiskey from that time period. So that's pretty amazing. It's literally pieces of history just going back 80 years that you've never seen before here in Texas that you can come and, and partake of. Uh, that's a big big piece of why I endorse this event so much is because it's really, really well thought out. I want to attract the nerds. You know, I mean, I'm sitting across from two specific nerds, <laughs> a whiskey nerd and a beer nerd. And part of what makes you so into this is, is just the stuff we can do, the, the craft behind it. I want people to walk away being like, even not knowing, like not being a whiskey expert, just being like, that was really fun, you know? Yeah. And we've got something for everybody. Uh, if your wife doesn't drink whiskey, we've got one cognac vendor. We've got one beer vendor. I mean, Buffalo Bayou Brewing Company is coming to this event. They are our only beer sponsor. I only wanted one. And what perfect. Excellent choice. What more perfect than a Houston brewery? I mean, it's I, I couldn't be more excited. I agree with that choice. I, I think that's a good one for you guys, for sure. No, I'm excited about this event. And as soon as we start talking, I, the more I looked into it, the more I got excited. And, and then after the discussion, and the more I learned about it tonight. Uh, I hope everybody is excited about this event. And you can go get your tickets again at HoustonWhiskeySocial.com. Whiskey with the E, and, and they're on Eventbrite. And if you don't remember any of that, just remember we're on Facebook, and you can get there from there. Yeah, so, man, I appreciate everybody coming and hanging out. Uh, especially appreciate uh, these little whiskey samples. Well, thanks for having us. Yeah, thank, thank you for having us. We, we, yep. we, we really appreciate it. I also want to thank Pizzo Vino for <laughs> keeping us fed through this event. Yeah, that was on point. Uh, that was good, those ribs. If you haven't tried them yet, man, you definitely need to get some. But, uh, no, Houston Whiskey Social, thank you guys. Whitmire's Distilling, appreciate you. Always fun hanging out with you. Good to definitely. see you. And, uh, man, so, thank uh where are we in the show? All right, that's what the whiskey talking. <laughs> <laughs> this episode of Drink of Ages is sponsored by Eighth Wonder Brewing Company's Weisheimer German Hefeweizen. And, man, like I said, it's a good traditional Hefeweizen where you have your prominent aromas of banana and cloves. It's only 5.4%. Absolutely. And right now, it's about to get hot. We've had some beautiful weather. Uh, I'm afraid it's probably not going to last that long. So this is going to be a great beer, and you can drink it all the way through September. Listen to any shows that we've done in the past. That is sponsored by our friends at Buffalo Bay Brewing Company by going to drinkofages.com or listen to it on iTunes. And, man, everybody have a safe weekend. Everybody be good tonight. Go Astros. Keep doing what you're doing. Rockets, keep kicking ass. And talk to everybody next week.